know your problem. You got a Bruno in your head. A Bruno. Say, silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Louder. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno. Can you still hear him? Nope, just you. Good. Now hang on. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Film Code. My name is Phoenix Cloudin, and super happy to be back and joining you with uh, my co-host, the great, the fabulous, and code-breaking champion, Nathan Pig. Nathan, how are you, sir? I'm great, Phoenix. I love that intro. I'm looking forward to it all season until <laughs> I defend my title. Um, perfect. I I'm great. I'm excited to talk about Luca here before we take our week off next week, but another just double up episode with the two of us so looking forward to it absolutely and like you just said man uh one of the latest releases from the great studio that we've come to that, that we come to love and that is always seems to knock it out of the park and that's pixar they dropped luca on disney plus this past week um finally got around to seeing it i don't know about you i literally just finished watching it like 20 minutes ago. So it is super fresh in my mind. Uh, really, right off the top here, uh, we'll do uh, non-spoilers, but uh, what did you think of Luca? You and Brandon always just cut it close with cut these. It, yeah, I don't know, it just, it just kept getting pushed back. Uh, no problem. Well, for me, I, I think it's important to start with this in that I grew up on Pixar. Um, you know, I'm 22 years old now. So uh, when Pixar was finding its stride, I was the perfect age for that. Mm -hmm. um, so growing up with these films, Pixar meant a lot to me, specifically the Toy Story movies, Monsters, Inc. I'm like the only person alive that absolutely loves cars. <laughs> finding Nemo. Those are those are great, great, great films and very nostalgic for me. The ones that come later, uh, The Good Dinosaur, Brave, um, well, I'm not saying those aren't good movies. They just don't resonate with me as much because I grew older. And like I said, they're still very good. Pixar, for the most part, does no wrong. Um, Inside Out's another one of them that just, it doesn't resonate with me because I was a teenager at that point. So then we move to these last two, Onward and Soul. And you can go back and listen to our episode of Dad Pants. Um, we... Do not hold back on our feelings on Onward. Um, and that's where I'll leave it at that. I think that is Pixar's worst movie, that or Cars 2. Um, and then Soul, you know, Phoenix, you and Nick loved it. I, I thought it was good. I thought there were definitely some um, genius ideas there. There was a ton of heart in it. And I really enjoyed it. I just didn't love it to the level you guys did. I saw some issues with it. So with Luca coming out, to be honest with you, I wasn't super pumped to watch it. I wasn't like, wow, Pixar's back. You know, let's check this out. Let's see what it's about. The next entry into the Titan that is Pixar. No, I was just kind of like, okay. I mean, <laughs> the last two didn't really do it for me. And before that, it was Toy Story 4, which is 
a sequel to an already established franchise. So like, not that I was worried, but I just wasn't super motivated. Mm-hmm. And almost instantly, this just blew me away. Yes. It mm-hmm. blew me away. I, I wasn't sure what you were going to think about it, Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you uh, predicted what I was going to think about it, but mm-hmm. I will probably have one or none bad things to say about this movie. Wow. Okay. Uh, so since you went through the little history of Pixar, I, I, I have to agree. Like uh, I too grew up on Pixar a uh, little bit older, but I still caught most of it in like my developing years, you know, as I was coming into manhood or whatever. Um, I've, I've like, obviously I'm, huge fan of Toy Story. It's just literally one of the greatest stories I think Pixar's ever done. Right, seriously, it's insane. Uh, It's insane how good that story is. Uh, Even the fourth one, which uh, wasn't the greatest, is still fantastic. Um, But I I too, and and I adore Monsters, Inc. That's just, that's probably going to be one of my favorite movies of all time, is Monsters, Inc. Uh, But I, I enjoy a lot of the older, uh, or I should say some of the newer Pixar movies. Um, you know, The Incredibles, uh, uh, Up, Wally. Uh, these, these are some of my favorites. Coco, uh, Inside Out. These are some of my favorites. And I adored Soul. Soul was, was my favorite movie of last year. My only five-star movie of last year. Uh, my pick for best picture. Uh, yeah, I was over the moon with Soul. Uh, but like you, uh, I, I was not hype for Luca. I was like, you know, okay, you know, sure, it's Pixar, so I'm gonna watch it. There's like, there's no getting around that. Like, it's Pixar, so I'm definitely gonna watch it. Uh, and much like you, almost immediately, I was like, this is beautiful. Like, <laughs> Like this is this is such a joyous film, and I was just I was blown away by how much I really just loved it, like loved it as as a film. Um, it is not, however, as good as Soul in my mind, but it is really really good. It is really really good. It's not top tier Pixar either, like it's it's up there but it's still really, really good. I enjoyed it. I want to be careful as far as, and this still um, is going to be uh, Mm -hmm. non-spoilers. I want to be careful as far as making too many comparisons to the other Pixar movies. And and I will make sure to talk about Luca just in its own essence here, following this little diatribe here. But Pixar, and we talked about this with Onward, we talked about this with Soul. Pixar is known for taking these just genius ideas (laughs) genius really i mean toys that come to life is not super um innovative it they pulled it off immensely that's that's great but monsters inc um Uh, that's pure genius that might (laughs) be their most innovative and and, um just out of nowhere idea Mm -hmm. um cars in in a world talking cars in a world with no humans 
Um, we can talk about Up as well. Inside Out, of course. So, so they're just so good at taking these innovative and unique concepts. Um, and, and with Onward, I feel like that completely just was thrown out the door. Um, Onward is not love it or hate it. If you love Onward, I apologize, but like, it's not super innovative. We can all admit that compared to what Pixar has done in the past. I mean, just elves that run around and live in a magic world. That's not what's creative about that. I'm sorry. Um, and, and soul definitely had those innovative and creative juices flowing, but I felt like they had to really push to make it work. And it did. It obviously did for you, Phoenix. It did for me as well. I'm not saying it didn't work, but they had to really try. They yeah, had to they had to explain. They had to explain everything numerous times, right? It was like, you know, you go into Soul World and then you become a mentor and here's the mentees and this is what happens <laughs> there and this is what happens there. It's it's like you have to read the training manual. <laughs> and with Luca, they got back to their roots of here's our unique concept. And it is so easy to understand. Mm. Like if you were to talk to people about, let's say you were watching this with someone who um, just didn't understand what soul was about. I don't understand how all this works. Like how is he a human? And now he's just this little blob. Well, it's this. And then there's this. And mm. you know, with Luca, it, it's easy. They're, they're amphibians. They're fish creatures. When they exit the water, they turn into humans. They've never been to the hu they've never been to human land. They've never been to cities. So that scares them. That is so easy to understand. Right. And, and like I said, this is not me trashing on soul whatsoever. It's just they had to really explain it to you. They had to write it out several times for you to uh, to understand that. And with Luca, it was just so easy, so simple. This is how it is. And and, and it was so refreshing yes. to watch Pixar get back to that. And, like, and, I didn't have to worry about what's going to happen with this. What's this spell? What, what, <laughs> what are they trying to accomplish here? No, it's super easy. They're fish. They're amphibians. They live underwater. When they go above water, they turn into people. Mm. It's that easy. And it was so refreshing to have yeah. such a simple yet creative narrative again. And and to me, that was, uh, that was great because uh, the, the simplicity of it, made for a more enjoyable, I guess, uh, appreciation of all of the other things around it. Like the animation, part of the reason why I was sort of hesitant to watch this was I was like, oh no, this sort of looks like really like blocks and circle kind of animation. I'm not sure I'm feeling it. Um, but like within like the first shot of him, like, you know, under the, under the, in the sea, and he's trying to break through the surface, but he can't. It's like got a lid on it or whatever. I was just like, ah, Pixar's, Pixar's ridiculous. Their animation is ridiculous, okay? It's so beautiful and so colorful. It's so bright and just, it's, it's, and listen, when it comes to animating water, there isn't a studio alive <laughs> better than Pixar at animating water. They are ridiculously good. So like they already had a heads up just on that, placing it in, uh, in the Italian Riviera where you just, your setting is water. Your water is part of what 
uh, transforms these characters. Like th this, this studio is too good at it. They know they're too good at it. And they put an entire story around it just so they could show off how good they are with animating water. They're ridiculous. They're ridiculous. So in that aspect, it was just great. Absolutely. The, <laughs> the water was gorgeous. And I think all around the cinematography too was outstanding. Pretty. And I know it's uh, a little bit different when you're doing cinematography for an all animated movie, but that doesn't mean it's not great. It was gorgeous. There were several shots that were astounding. Really, there were. Um, I feel like cinematography in animated movies is often overlooked or not talked about at all. Uh, I'm glad that that we're able to talk about it here at least yeah. a little bit because it absolutely deserves it. Oh yeah. It was really, really just, I mean, there were several shots where it was literally just water. It was just like, it's like, okay, okay, Pixar, I see you, you showing off, you showing off. I get it. You, you, you know, this really, really well, <laughs> like kudos. I'll give you that. You guys are good. Um, but the story itself, I just loved. I, I mean, it's very simple. Um, you know, it's the story of two friends and, and you know, how they deal with having this one secret that they're, you know, sea creatures and trying to fit into this human world. And it was it was just sweet. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, it was sweet, it was simple, it was it was charming. It just hit all the right buttons of a small, satisfying uh film like and 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 i get where you're saying where it feels like pixar pixar sort of got out of its head a little bit literally uh if you're talking like inside out but uh you know they got out of their heads and 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 stopped the whole uh metaphysical realms and stuff like that which which i enjoy i'm not gonna lie i enjoy that a lot but uh and just got back to this simple story of friendship which i i i mean very rarely does does Pixar not knock it out of the park? So even with this, they still, you know, small scale, whatever, still knocked it out of the park. I mean, they're, they're really good at this. I mean, how you guys felt about Soul, you and Nick, uh, just absolutely loving it. It went the distance for you. Um, that's kind of how I feel about Luca, honestly. I, I adored every minute of it. I thought it truly, truly worked on every level. Like I said earlier, I'm 22 years old. I am not the target audience for this. <laughs> yet Pixar always finds a way, well, always except for Onward, finds a way <laughs> to make the adults in the room just as compassionate and learn just as much as the kids. The adults always enjoy it, except for Onward, um, about as much as their children do. And, and like I said, I'm not the target audience for this, but I loved it. I really did. I'm still teetering with a rating uh, that we'll give here once we wrap this up, but it's going to be high. It's going to be high. Like I said, when, when the credits rolled, I really did think to myself, this is exactly how Phoenix thought about Soul. It <laughs> is. It is. Let's, uh, let's break the seal and talk spoilers now. Um, All right. We are talking spoilers for Luca, if you're still here. Uh, go ahead and take your headphones out. Um, all Watch right. Luca and then come back. Yep. <laughs> all right. So we are now talking.
Phoenix, it sounds like you're not as necessarily high on it as I am, maybe. Uh, did you have any large issues or, or anything that you want to talk about as far as from a, a potentially negative side of things? Uh, for me, like, the only real, and I don't know if this is a negative, but um, it is the smaller scale. Like, because of the smaller scale, there's also smaller stakes. Um, and And while I do feel like that fit this story, the, that small scale fit this story. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it shouldn't be, but it is, it's, it's a comparison thing because this studio is just, it's too well known for just getting right to the heart of like every, this is the most relatable set of films I think I've ever seen in my entire life, right? Um, and so this one, I feel like it definitely has something to say about about friendship, but also about uh, acceptance and tolerance and, uh, you know, just how uh, people from different places can, you know, just knowing the character of someone can change the way you feel about someone despite how they look. So that I get, and and I felt really, really passionate about that. I mean, that's that's good stuff. But I also feel like Pixar has done that kind of story before. Uh, so to me, I feel like having, if you, if you grown up with Pixar, like we have, it's sort of recognizable and you're like, okay, you know what I'm saying? I see that yeah, it's about the second or third time you, you've done a story like that. So it's not terribly impressive, but I feel like if you're new to Pixar, it could be amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's definitely one of those things that's amazing, but that's just one thing, um, that I, that I could say that was that was a, not really a negative but just something that I noticed yeah I, I don't I don't want to knock too much on simplicity or familiarity um but it has to be talked about it has to be I I, I completely understand that this movie is not going to be about saving the world or mm -hmm. completely teaching you something new and, and opening your eyes to something you've never thought about. I, I know that that's not the main intention of this movie, uh, but at the end of the day, it is a familiar story. I think they did enough things to make it fresh. Yeah. Um, but that's really the only negative I, I truly have. Um, I, I also, I, I think they could have done something a little bit more. Um, I think the storyline about getting away from his parents could have been stronger in terms of we have to win this competition. Mm. Like the competition was lighthearted. It was fun. I never truly was like, I have a problem with this. I just think that could have been better. It could have been maybe, um, I, I don't know. He falls in love friendship wise with the girl he meets and he's so intrigued by going to school that he's hesitant about leaving. And and that's what makes them mm. not want to go as opposed to just trying to win the scooter. Like, and I get that they're kids. I get that all that, but like, right. I don't know. I, I don't have a true problem with it. I just felt like that part could have been better. The whole, you know, we're in, we've come up from the water. I've never done that before. I've met a new friend. We're ready to leave. We're ready to start our own journey. 
oh, we got to hang back for this competition. That's going to take a while. Like that could have been a little stronger in my eyes. Well, uh, I like what you said when, uh, about that this film isn't really for our demographic. You know what I'm saying? Like this is this is really for like our kids. Like this is a kids friendly movie. Like I feel like the messages that it tells is like stuff that I learned in like, you know, kindergarten, first grade, second grade type of stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, like I loved it. And like I, I, I loved it. That's not right. just because of like its simplicity and it, and its sweetness and its charm and its animation, which is ridiculous. Like seriously, it's ridiculous. But um, I get what you said. Like you know, what I'm saying the stakes to me just weren't weren't high enough. That's all. Like when his parents came out and they started looking for him and stuff like that. Um, I felt a little bit of tension. I was like, oh, okay, you know, this could be potentially scary or you know what i'm saying might go off the rails in a different direction or, or something like that and it was mostly just fun it was mostly charming and sweet and you know it was cool it was really just this story of a, of acceptance and i really dug it and and i liked their friendship and i liked the fact that at the end they they had to go their separate ways because they were you know saying they were attached at the hip he, he basically had relied on um, Alberto for, you know, teaching him this new world. And and then basically they realized, you know, okay, we're going in different directions and, and it's best that we part. And to me, that's the most heartbreaking thing of all. I think that's the part that as, as someone who's not in the demographic that, you know, would appreciate this film, that's the part that I really resonated with is like, you know, sometimes friends grow apart they just go in different directions and that's a really hard thing to accept but at the same time it can be a really good thing so i just felt like despite the smaller stakes they really nailed that uh that aspect for for people you know maybe a little bit older yeah absolutely and i think the other thing and like i said it's, it's not a problem it's not something that i um have even really thought about until we've started talking about it here on the show is that I think the overall message that Pixar wants you to take away, um, this isn't truly one of their stronger ones. I think it's more middle of the pack as far as lessons learned. Um, you know, as far as acceptance. And I think the message that they want you to take away from both Luca and Monsters, Inc. are extremely similar. Like, just because... They don't look like what you're familiar with. They don't act like what you're familiar with. They live in a totally different world than what you're used to. Doesn't mean that they're all that different. Doesn't mean right. that they can't fit in with you. And I think that both Luca and Monsters, Inc. tell that same ending message. I just think Monsters, Inc. does it significantly better. Um, the overall message that while I loved it, I had a great time it blew me away. It's going to be pretty high in my Pixar rankings. Mm -hmm. I still think that ending message that Pixar always wants you to end on just wasn't quite as strong as it normally is. Even cars, you know, I watched the, saw, saw the ending of cars just on my Twitter feed yesterday. And mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, this is a 90 second clip. I'll go ahead and watch this. And, you know, for 
I guess I'm about to spoil cars if you haven't seen it. So warning, but ah, ah, la, 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 la. ah. <laughs> all right. Well, I won't then Phoenix. I won't then, but even the ending of cars has a, um, has a very timely and sweet message as well. But I think with what Luca is just be accepting of others, even if they don't look like you act like you live in your version of your world. It's just been done before, especially by Pixar. So, um, yeah, that 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 is a little disappointing now that I think about it. But it didn't take away from my enjoyment at all. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. And listen, um, not to get into my rating just yet, but um, last year, animation sort of had a, a rough a rough go, right? Yeah. It was it was pretty much Soul or Wolf Walkers the entire way through. Like those were really your only two choices although I was a big fan of Trolls World Tour. Um, but this year, man, whoo, it's tough out here. <laughs> it's tough out here. But I think I got to say it, I, unless, I don't know, Sing 2 blows me away, I think this is your best animated feature winner. I, I, I think it is. Uh, Hasn't Pixar only lost Best Animated Feature <laughs> once when it's an original non-sequel? Right. When it's an original story, so not a Toy Story, not a Monster Zing, not a Finding Nemo, Incredibles. Right. Like, when it's an original standalone first movie for that character or universe, it did, haven't they only lost once? I don't even remember what it was. I, but I think that's probably I think right. I remember, I think I remember her, hearing it. Yeah, Either once or twice, I can't remember, but yeah, some something like that. Like rat between like Ratatouille up, um, maybe all those movies when they first came out. Like I said, Soul obviously won, mm-hmm. Wally like they all won. Yeah. So I mean, like listen for me right now, it's probably my second favorite animated movie of the year, um, but I just I don't see. I mean. Like I said, unless Sing 2, or maybe there's something else coming out on the horizon that I'm not thinking of right now. What is number one? Uh, for me right now, my number one is Raya and the Last Dragon. Oh, uh, okay. I really love that movie. But I could totally, this, that, that's my, me personally, but I could totally see Luca winning Best Animated Feature. I mean, it's just, it's too perfect, right? It's too perfect of a film. Like, it's sweet it's sincere it's charming it doesn't you know what i'm saying it's not it's not preachy it's not really like you know what i'm saying giving you a way of the world or 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 anything like that it's it's basically just you know a story of friendship and it's animated so beautifully that i just don't, i don't see any way it doesn't take it but i mean i don't know that's my early really really early <laughs> prediction for that so i we could love, be wrong. Uh, love the cameo by sasha baron cohen by the way oh he was fantastic how funny so funny uh, you know he mm-hmm. came in probably recorded for a half hour and then he was done. <laughs> and he's got a great uh scene at, uh, after the end credits i'm not sure if you saw it no uh, i didn't yeah what he's got a great little scene pulling just, it up right now <laughs> just him you know talking in the deep it, it's nothing big it's just so it's just fits right into the theme of that movie where it's just sweet and it's cute and it's, I, it's hilarious. I think here's the other thing too, is that this movie was genuinely funny. Like I laughed 
quite a bit. Obviously, it's no Scott Pilgrim. It's right. no, you know, com- true comedy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no true comedy. Right. But there were a few times where I legitimately laughed. Like, yeah. like um, I think there's one scene early on where the mom, when they're underwater, like asks, do you think he's okay? And the dad is like, nope, I'm full. Like, that was hilarious. <laughs> and then, of course, the uncle, who was voiced by Sasha Baron Cohen, like we just talked about, yeah. he was hilarious. And he's like, oh, there's it's so dark down there. There's nothing to do but you and your own thoughts. And it's like, <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. Yeah. It, it definitely did have some great moments of humor uh, that, that, again, just fit into everything that they were doing. And uh, and I want to talk about the colors, too, of this movie. Oh my just God. so... <laughs> vibrant yes. it was so vibrant now, especially you know coming from uh pixar's movie that came out around march or april 2020 um which i feel like we've talked about enough so i won't say its name <laughs> that had like the color palette of a brick um yeah. whereas this color palette was vibrant everything was either orange or red or yellow or pink Mm. or just sky blue it was gorgeous it was gorgeous i loved the colors it was so vibrant this is obviously it's an animated fictional world but if we were to ever compile a list of like fictional worlds you'd want to live in and truly be happy i mean this is one of them oh definitely absolutely i mean you're 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 spot on about the colors man like the scene that honest to god that keeps popping up in my head is the ending scene with uh, Luca on the train and the rain comes down and he, he obviously transforms in, into his sea creature. And it's just the way the light comes in and the way the colors blend in together. And then there's a shot of the island that him and Alberto met on. Uh, I mean, it's so freaking pretty. Like, it's just so pretty. And uh, I mean, look, I feel like this entire review has been very glowing, but it has. <laughs> like, it has. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like I can't find much fault with this film, right? I will say one of the things that I think is not a not a, a huge issue, but it is an issue, was the character of uh I'm gonna say his name wrong. Uh uh, the villain, I forget his name. Uh, the the other uh, racer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Incote or something like that. Um, I felt he was a bit on the nose, you know what I'm saying, in terms of his his aggressiveness. You know what I'm saying. He was he was very like you know, obviously we get it. You know what I'm saying. You're, you're a snot nosed kid. You know what I'm saying. You win a lot. You got reason to be cocky. Um, but especially the final scene when they reveal that they are the sea creatures and he's he's very spot on in his dialogue you know we are we are afraid of you and because you look different and we don't like different it's very very on the nose dialogue i was just like i wish that could have been done a little bit better but overall he's he's a like again feeding into that small scale issue he's a perfect fit for this story because it's not it's not major it's not like a you know what I'm saying anything exactly uh, he's not the center of attention he's right. not even the he he is the antagonist I mean right. we talked about this 
gosh, did we talk about this when we were talking about in the heights? Yeah, we we were. Yeah. An antagonist does not have to be a person; it can be a situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the antagonist of this movie in in a person form, in a tangible form. But the real antagonist was, you know, these boys growing up and trying to find their path. I mean, he was more of a uh, sub subplot, sub character, sub. Right. Uh, Subconflict is yeah. the word I'm looking for. He's more of a subconflict than a main conflict, and I think that fit very well. So this movie took the path of of trying to make him the main reason for conflict, the main reason to drive the story forward. I'm glad they went in the direction they did. Me too. Me too. Like I said, I do think it was he was he had a bit of on the nose dialogue, and and he's pretty much a vacuum for the story that they're trying to tell about about the world's perception you know what i'm saying he pretty much is the embodiment of that uh so and again because it's such a small scale story it's okay because he's not he's not the issue it's it's that fear that that concern about will they be accepted that's the issue um and he's just the embodiment of that so that's that's Probably between that and, you know what I'm saying, just the small scale nature of it is really my only complaints and they're not really complaints. So seriously, I like, I really don't have a problem with this movie at all. <laughs> I mean, this, this seriously, I mean, right now I need to rework my 35 favorite films of all time and 35 is just a nice round number. I like to, to put it at, um, probably won't make it in but it definitely has a consideration chance it definitely does for my top 35 favorite films of all time favorites and best are different i do not think this is one of the best 35 films of all time of course um but as far as what it means to me i mean this when i'm reworking my 35 this definitely has a a scrapper's chance right all right so let's go ahead and wrap it up uh what is your official rating for Luca? I think for now I'm going to go with a four. A four stars out of five. That's an impeccable score. Um, it's just four and a half. So I was really considering a four and a half. I think just there are a couple of things that hold it back for me um, from getting there. But I still absolutely adore it. I love it. I could watch it today again. I really could. Um this will probably be this will definitely definitely be in my top 10 Pixar. I don't know where exactly it could rank, but like I said, it has a scrapper's chance for my favorites of all time. I just really enjoyed it. I really did. This blew me away. And I was so excited to talk about it with you today. I'm glad you loved it as well. Yeah. Just phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Pixar is back. Pixar, I mean, come on, man. We bow the head. It's ridiculous how good this studio is. Um I'm I'm right there with you. I'm gonna have to ride that four as well. Uh, I just had a blast with it, man. And and I'll be honest with you, a part of me wanted to dislike it. A part of me wanted to be like, uh, Pixar, like <laughs> you know, like you know, because because my love for Raya is so high, I was like, man, it ain't gonna be better than that. Out of here, yeah. But no, seriously, it's amazing. <laughs> like Luke is really great, and um, yeah. It's like I said, the small scale of it is really the only thing that I think is really holding it back. It it 
it, it, it can't sneak into my top 10 Pixar's. I mean, I'm sorry, that thing is just locked <laughs> right now. Soul just just barely made it in. So yeah, it's like it's locked out of the top 10, but it's it's up there. It's 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 definitely great, great stuff. So four stars all around for for Luca. Awesome. Let's move on. Phoenix, it was your code word this week. So um, please remind everyone what your clues were, and I'll go ahead and give a guess. Okie doke. So my code word this week was bird. Uh, It is from 1990 to 1999. It stars someone. One of the actors has a movie releasing in the this year, the year 2021, and the writer and director are the same person. So before you give uh, your answer, uh, we definitely, we put this out to you guys on Twitter. We did get a few responses. Uh, so I wanna shout those out right now, uh, uh, mostly from Cinema Chat. So shout out Cinema Chat. Thank you guys for participating. Uh, we had, uh, I'm always going to mispronounce his name, Warsam, Warsami, not sure, Warsame, I'm not sure, but uh, his his uh, guess was Magnolia, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson, writer and director, uh, Tom Cruise stars, he has Mission Impossible, hopefully coming out this year, if it doesn't keep getting shut down, <laughs> uh, I believe it's 99 as well, um, and not sure uh what where bird comes in because this is actually a movie i haven't seen but uh good guess and uh tyler also from cinema chat his pick was the iron giant uh 99 i believe i think so and directed by brad bird so that makes sense uh who was the writer and director um not sure who the actor is though vin diesel f9 Oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. All right, so those are good your, guesses. Uh, your hate for F9 continues. <laughs> it's not just F9, it's the entire series. Anyway, so <laughs> those were those, those guys' guesses. Great job, guys. Thanks so much for participating. Uh, so, Nathan, it is your turn. What guess do you have for the Yeah, cohort? absolutely. I mean, we're going to throw the code word out on Twitter every week and on Instagram. Please go ahead and give your guess. It's fun to play along. If you guess correctly, there are some incentives involved. There are some prizes involved. We'll go ahead and arrange that. If you get it right, it can't hurt to guess. There's nothing wrong. So please go ahead and do that next time you see our code words show up on social media. You follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FilmCodePod. Phoenix has been doing a lot of great stuff over there lately on our social media. I'm getting back in the social media game here this week. So be on the lookout for that stuff. All right. So getting into my guess, I am heavily, heavily relying on knowing you, Phoenix, for this one (laughs) and not looking at just the facts. Of course, I'm looking at the facts, but I'm also looking at knowing Phoenix, the individual, Mm -hmm. in this guess. I'm going with a uh, movie from 
Well, let me start over. Okay, the movie is from 1992. Okay. Um, hopefully, judging by your body language, I can't get a read on that. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna outright say it. This is a movie that is being remade in 2021. Um, it is Candyman. So I'm going with the original Candyman in 1992. Um, mm-hmm. It is directed by Bernard Rose, who is also the lone writer credited on Letterboxd for the 1992 Candyman. Vanessa Williams is one of the actresses um titled starring in this role she is as well going to be in the 2021 version with nia da costa and yaya and again like i mentioned before i gave away my answer i know that you're very excited for the upcoming Candyman movie i know that you are a big fan of the 1992 version i've not seen this movie unfortunately so i don't know where bird quite fits in i'm more so relying on the facts i found to to back me up here so not quite sure where bird fits in there because i haven't seen it everything else makes sense to me what do you think did i get it right what an incredible incredible guess that is that is a a very you are right to to look towards me because i do adore candy man that is one of my favorite horror movies of all time Unfortunately, though, you are incorrect, sir. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but Tyler in the cinema chat has gotten this correct. It was the Iron Giant. Yes. The the director and writer for the film. Obviously, that's where the code word comes in. Vin Diesel, who is in F9 2021, which is out right now. Check it out. I was not getting great reviews, but go ahead and enjoy it if you like it. And uh, yeah, 1999. So that was the correct answer. The Iron Giant animated movie by Brad Bird. A fantastic animated movie. If you have not seen it, please check it out. The Iron Giant was your code word this week. So sadly, Bird is the director. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was a great job. Great job by Tyler, man. Congratulations. You got a point over Nathan. That's great. You get to brag all day long. <laughs> so, yes, the Iron Giant was your code word this week. Congratulations, Tyler. You did it, man. Good work. It's all right. You know, I started slow last season, too, and That's we know true. how that turned out. <laughs> so it's okay. Congrats, Tyler. Uh, you deserve it. Um, for all of our other listeners, like I mentioned beforehand, you know, please go ahead and play along. We really love it. Also, give us your thoughts on Luca as well. You know, we'd love to hear what you guys say. We're also always looking for guest hosts, guest co-hosts, especially these last couple weeks where we've all been busy. We've had not the full staff. So uh, if you are another podcaster, if you're another movie lover and you think you are a good fit to come on and talk about movies with Phoenix myself, our other two hosts, Nick and Brandon, go ahead and let us know that. We'd love to always collaborate with other podcasts. Even if you don't have a podcast, you love movies, you think you're a good fit to come on and talk with us, go ahead and let us know that. You can DM us uh, at on Twitter or Instagram at FilmCodePod. You can comment under one of our tweets. We'll see it. You can reach out to Phoenix or myself directly. If you think you're a good fit to come on and join us, we'd love to have guest co-hosts. 
So please go ahead. If you think you're right fit for that, reach out. Absolutely. All right. So let's go ahead and wrap this up. We uh, we talked Luca today. Last week we talked In the Heights. And a couple of weeks back we talked a duo episode of Cruella and A Quiet Place 2. We've just hit the big releases this year. If any of those episodes interest you and you haven't listened to them, please go ahead and check those out. However you're listening to this, you can most likely find those episodes that I just mentioned. We as well, we've been doing this for, gosh, what is it, 13 months now? We yeah. have endless content. I promise you could listen to us for probably 48 hours straight. You might get <laughs> sick of me, but you wouldn't get sick of the content. Please go ahead and check that out. I guarantee you we have hours upon hours of content you'll absolutely love. Check it out. You need to. Absolutely. All right, guys, we're going to get up out of here. Uh, Nathan, let everybody know where they can find you, sir. You can find me on Letterboxd, at Nathan Pig. Um, been a light couple weeks here on movies because my full-time job has uh, definitely been taking over, but that's okay. Going to get back in the movie realm here in the next couple months. So please go ahead, give me a follow over there. Let me know you're listening to the show. Would love to interact with you and love to talk with you. Uh, thanks, guys, so much for listening. And come back two weeks from now. Next week is the 4th of July, so we will not be having an episode. Happy early 4th, everybody. Two weeks from now, we are finally, finally getting finally. Black Widow. Yes. <laughs> the first, the first time we'll be able to review an MCU movie yes. as part of this podcast as it releases. Uh, so two weeks from now, make sure you mark your calendars. Come back. <laughs> We're talking Black Widow just two days after it releases. Ooh. You definitely won't want to miss that. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yes, and my name has been Phoenix Cloud, and guys, you can find me on Twitter at IMHOReviews1, that's the number one, and on Letterboxd under P.A. Clouden. And like Nathan said, please follow the show on Facebook. Oh, God, I keep saying Facebook. Uh, Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at FilmCodePod. We will see you guys in two weeks for Black Widow. Let's go. We're out of here. Peace.